0: Everybody, I'm glad you're here. This is awesome. I thank God for those of you guys that are with us online. God is a good God. And so he shows up in the room. He shows up in your living room. And he's out to give you breakthrough. That's what we're all about leading up to Christmas. And if you're with us for the first time, man, we're delighted that God has brought you. That's why you're with us. God has maneuvered. He's arranged. He's worked in your schedule. He's drawn you here. You said yes. And now he wants to break through into your life. Now, if you are new, there's something we want you to know about our church. We love Jesus. We're all about Jesus. And because we love Jesus, we love children. And so this weekend, we're collecting winter gear. Um, I picked this out all by myself at Walmart um, when I was shopping this week. And we're, you know, here's the deal. There are kids in our community that don't have warm clothes. But it's more than the need of boots or hats or mittens or coats. It's that they feel so low on the inside because they don't have the kind of stuff to keep warm that other kids have stuff to keep warm. We're going to change that for them. We're not just going to change their comfort or how they look and how they dress. We're going to change their heart in the name of Jesus. Now, because we love Jesus, um, we feed hungry people. And so next weekend, just as we collect winter gear this weekend for kids in our community, next weekend we'll big, when I go shopping, I'll bring a big bag of groceries, and that'll go to our food pantry to feed the hungry people from our community that show up here at Central every Wednesday to get help with their grocery needs for their children. And so when you're out grocery shopping this week, grab an extra bag for people who don't have a, have enough. And then the weekend before Christmas, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is the really big deal of our season because we have a lovely playground for children here at Central as long as you're not confined to a wheelchair or have special needs. And we think that's wrong and we're gonna fix it. It's gonna take a major makeover of our playground. It's gonna take expansive... Excavation, a whole new surface, all new playground equipment that is made specifically to accommodate the needs of children of all abilities. We believe that when Jesus said, let the little children come unto me, he meant all children. This is a big project, but this church has people with big hearts. In fact, one person has already committed a matching gift of $75,000. So every dollar I give, every dollar you give, it's doubled uh, to achieve our goal, to see that new playground uh, used by children in our church and in our community by next summer. Now, my Deb and I, We prayed about this. We prayed night after night after night as we took communion in our home. And God spoke to our hearts, gave us an agreed upon amount. And um, I believe he'll do the same for you. It may not be the same thing that he told Deb and I for us, but he will tell you exactly what he wants to give through you. He'll provide the resource. You just gotta be willing to follow his lead. So I'd like for us to pray about it right now if you'll bow with me, please. Our Father and our God, I know it breaks your heart that there are children in our community who don't have warm clothes, don't have coats, hats, mittens, scarves. And we're gonna address that, Lord. And because we're a big church, we're gonna address it for hundreds of hundreds of kids in our area. And right here where we live, there's hungry people. I know as soon as I'm done preaching, Lord, I'm ordering out a pizza. Most of the folks here or watching online are going to have some supper. but well, there are folks that don't get free meals a day. So we come alongside and we help them. And so we ask that you bless us, Lord, as we get groceries and then give those groceries away to those that need and then you bless those who receive it. But most particularly, Lord, I'd like to ask that you place, as people pray, as they talk to you, would you place the exact amount of the love offer? we do this every year at Christmas for something. This year, it happens to be a playground. But Lord, would you put that specific amount of the gift you want them to give that you'll give through them actually on their hearts. And we look forward to making a place for kids of all abilities. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, God is so good. Um, And we are going to enter a time with him over the next three weeks. Um, I know there's so much uh, going on in this crazy COVID season. In fact, maybe I should ask us to all kick back uh, a week and a half to Thanksgiving. How many of you had a picture perfect, ideal Thanksgiving experience? Anybody? Did your Thanksgiving look like a Norman Rockwell painting? Or, Was your Thanksgiving more like mine? Looked like the, now this was the cover of the Saturday. Okay, that's my Thanksgiving, Mad Magazine. Um, But the other was uh, Norman Rockwell's painting for Saturday Evening Post back in 1943. Uh, Well, this is more like 2020. We just made the best of what we had. It's weird. In fact, um, I don't know if I could do this or not. I'll try. I've decided to write a song for this COVID Season and it goes like this It's the weird, weirdiest time of the year. I don't know if that's going to catch on or not, but it is stinking weird. And for for many people, it's worse than weird. It's, It's not funny because you did not anticipate being unemployed during this season. I mean you it's not just that your finances are stretched to the nth degree I mean your your relationships are strained to the breaking point. I mean, it just feels like your emotions are a raw nerve, and any struggles that you had with anxiety or depression, man, they are just magnified off the charts Now I know there's so much you know there's so much in this life that we cannot control so. Leading up uh, to Christmas and our experience of Jesus, let's take control of what we can control. First, every day, use your Advent guide provided by our church, either a physical copy or the one that's available online, and every day meet Jesus in His Word. Talk to Him. Quiet your spirit to listen to Him. Interact with Him. He's your Prince of Peace, He's your provider, He's your protector. He is your joy. He is your hope. And so this is just your way of interacting intimately, personally, deeply, profoundly with Jesus every day. And then each weekend, join us here for another breakthrough message because here's what we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn how to do breakthrough joy and breakthrough hope. We're gonna learn how to do breakthrough praise so that God is set free to show up and show off In our lives. Well, I'm going to take you into God's Word. And I'm going to do that today uh, through a painting. Uh, Here's a painting um, by uh, the Italian artist Fra Angelico. And it's a, a painting of the angel Gabriel announcing to Mary that she would be the mother of Jesus. But what I want you to notice is the angel on this side of the painting. This is the angel driving the humans, Adam and Eve, out of the Garden of Eden because of their sin. This side of the painting, this side of the painting is the fact that there is a rescuer, a savior coming to deliver his people, to forgive his people, to show grace to his people, to totally eradicate for his people their sin. On this side of the painting, we are reminded that sin wrecked everything. When Adam and Eve blew it, it broke something in you. I mean, it broke something in me. There is something broken in everything on the planet because of sin. There's something broken in every government and every political party because of sin. There's something broken in every business, every institution of higher education. Something is broken because of sin. There's something broken in every family because of sin. There's something broken in me because of my sin. And there's something broken in you because of your sin. But here's the hope of the world. Jesus came and did not sin. Jesus came and knew no sin. Jesus came and lived a sinless life. He lived to perfection. And so... When he died on the cross, if I surrendered to Jesus, all my ugly imperfections are put on Jesus and all his perfection is put on me. He lived the perfect life and I get to be perfect in Christ when I surrender to him and all my ugly imperfections are put on him. Everything wrong with you is put on Jesus when you surrender to him. And everything right with Jesus is put on you. Anything bad about you, it's all put on Jesus and everything good about Jesus is put on you. It's the great exchange. So what I want to do is take us in to this part of the picture so that we can listen in on the conversation between Gabriel and Mary. But first, I want to show you what Jesus has done for you. Right from the word of God. Check this out. Scripture says we can now, without hesitation, no fear, no doubt, no reserve. We can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God into the holy place. Jesus is created in the way by the blood of his personal sacrifice on the cross. So this Angel, Gabriel, announcing to Mary that she would give birth to the Son of God. This is our rescuer. This is our redeemer. This is our reconciler. This is our restorer. And he's making a way for us to come close to God. Not just to be close, but to know God and to have God in us and to live in God. So on one side of the painting, humans being punished, driven away from God because of their sin. On the other side, a conversation between an angel and a teenage girl, a teenage virgin, you will be the mother of Jesus. Here's how the scripture tells the story. In the sixth month of Elizabeth, say Elizabeth. Yeah, remember that name. That's a big deal name in this story. She is six months pregnant. Now, she is old. She is wrinkled, she's buying diapers and the pins at the same time at the grocery store. That's Elizabeth. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin, 13, 14, maybe 15 years old, Mary. Gabriel appeared to her and said, rejoice, make joy happen. You're the favored one, the Lord is with. Now the Greek word here, It's meta, and meta means in. The angel saying, Mary, the Lord is in you, in you. This is why she is so disturbed. She knows she's a virgin. She knows she's never slept with a man, and there is, the Lord is in her. Check it out. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel, bewildered over what this may mean for her. the the angel reassured her saying, do not yield to your fear. Man, that's huge, isn't it? Everybody has to deal with fear, but we don't have to yield to the fear. Man, I need this because that's my default position. I yield to my fear over finances. I yield to fear over family members. I yield to fear over COVID. I yield to fear. The angel said, hey, You got some fear, but don't yield to it. You can win over the fear. You can conquer the fear. Jesus can lift you up higher than anything that you're afraid of. For you have found favor with God. That's just not for Mary. That's for you. You have found favor with God. You have found favor with God because you are his child and he takes great delight in you. That's the simple truth. You will conceive, this is Mary, not you, aren't you glad, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. Mary said, uh, how could this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you and the baby born to you will be holy. Holy set apart for a sacred purpose and will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged aunt all wrinkled up like a prune Elizabeth is pregnant in her old age. Her nickname, the barren one, the barren one is now in her sixth month of pregnancy. What a conversation. And it has to be a major league Soul stirring conversation because this is the young girl who will bear in her womb for nine months the son of the living God. So, is Mary going to believe the message come from the angel or is she going to blow God off? You know what Mary does? She decides to line up. Now, Jesus, his name, that's Greek, but Jesus in the Hebrew is Joshua. And Mary decides to line up her belief with the Jesus of the Old Testament, Joshua, who said this about God's word, for the word of God, oh, excuse me, um, this is true, and this is going to help you. For the word of God will never fail. That was the end of the text that we were just in. This is how the angel closes it out. The word of God will never fail. Word of God will never fail you in your finances if you apply the Word of God to your finances. The Word of God will never fail you in your feelings if you apply the Word of God to your feelings. The Word of God will never fail you in your family and your friendships if you apply the Word of God to your family and your friendships. You see, God is a promise maker, thousands of them here, but he is equally at the very same time, a promise keeper. If he makes a promise, one of the thousands in his Word, he keeps them every one. So how do you know what his promises are. My Deb and I, we pray the promises of God over our finances every night when we take communion. How do you know what the, God, the promises of God are regarding your finances? You open up your Bible and read. Now, you don't have to go to the index and look for money and look up money. No, just read your Bible. When you find a promise, claim the promise, believe the promise, and live the promise, whether it's about your family, your feelings, your friendships, your finances, because here's the deal. <coughs> this is my big warning this evening God's word will never fail. But my personal unbelief can prevent the promises of God from coming true in my personal life. God's word will never fail. God's word will never fail, but my personal unbelief, if I don't read it, if I don't believe it, if I don't claim it, if I don't live it, then the promises of God will not come uh, to fruition in any area of my life. Let me ask you this. What if it's possible that we could all live at our best when life is at its absolute worst? What if the goodness of God The goodness of God could permeate every aspect of your life. What if you could exchange your panic for the peace of God? What if you could exchange your worry for the wonder of God? What if you could exchange your fear uh, for the great faithfulness of God? What if you could exchange your sin for the mercy of God? What if you could exchange your empty heart for the overflowing love of God? So now... The sermon has caught up with me. This is Joshua. Not one word failed from all the good words God spoke. Not one word failed. Everything came out right. There's a great promise. I don't know how we're gonna get through this, Lord. I don't understand why we're going through it, Lord. All I know is everything's gonna come out right because I believe and trust your word and I live and claim and trust in your promises. Not one word, not one word, not one word failed from all the good words God spoke. Everything came out right. So there is tremendous, tremendous wisdom. I like to hold up my Bible because my dad's watching and he tells me to do this every week. There is a powerful principle at play here. That is so important. Yes, I need to open this every day. Every day, I open God's word. I claim the promises of his word. I believe the promises of his word. I trust in those promises. But it is so important that I learn to hang out with people who hold on to their hope in the promises of God that we partner with people who practice the promises of God that we make them our best friends, that we search them out, that we find them out, and that we just partner up with them. And we pray together over the promises of God. So that's what Mary does. Here's this teenage girl. No bicycle, no car, and she makes an 80 mile trek. From her home in Nazareth all the way down to just south of Jerusalem, 80 miles, probably on foot, maybe in a cart, maybe on a donkey. But she makes that trip to go see her aged aunt Elizabeth, who is six months pregnant. Check it out. Elizabeth, what happens when Mary gets to Elizabeth's home and she walks in the door and greets her, the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumps for joy. Isn't that wild? And then the Holy Spirit of God comes on Elizabeth and she begins to preach. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all the women and your child is blessed. Now they didn't have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, So how does Elizabeth know what's going on with Mary? She's filled with the Holy Spirit of God and God reveals it to her. You above all women, your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb, which grew up to be John the Baptist, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed. You are blessed because you believe. When you get a blessing when you believe, when you get blessing on your finances, when you believe the promises of God for your finances? when is there blessing on your parenting and your marriage? when you believe the promises of God for parenting and marriage, when do you get the blessing of God on your emotion, the joy unspeakable and love unlimited, when you believe the promises of God for your emotion? Blessed. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. The word belief there, is a, it's different than our word for belief. We say we believe that George Washington was the president, first president, father of our country, first president of the United States. That's not what this word means. This word in the Greek is pistouo. And it means to have confidence in, to have full confidence in and to be fully committed to. When you see the word believe in the Bible, that's how you translate it. To have full confidence in and be fully committed to. Now, where has Mary placed her confidence in full? And where, to whom is Mary fully committed? To what the Lord has said, that the Lord would do what he said. He says it, when you believe it, he delivers on it. When you trust him, when your full confidence is in his promise and you are fully committed to living out the promises of God, that's when he does exactly what he says. And then Mary, she just kind of burst into song. Here's what she sings. It's almost as good as the song that I've written. And Mary sang this song. My soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praise to God. My spirit burst with joy over my life-giving God, for he has set his tender gaze upon me. I want to stop there, because you got to know this. She realized something incredibly significant, that God sees her. God sees you. God sees me. He sees every aspect of my life. He sees what concerns me? He sees what concerns you. He sees what matters to you. He sees what matters to me. His name is El Roy, the God who sees. Mary celebrated this. I'm nobody. I'm from nowhere. I'm nothing, but God sees me. Look, as she goes on, she continues to sing, it sees me, his lowly servant girl. From here on, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. The mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is his name, his mercy flows. Ooh, baby, baby, baby. His mercy flows in wave. You know what mercy is? Mercy is God protecting you from bad stuff you deserve for bad stuff you do. But God gives you mercy. Instead, he has mercy for our sin. He has mercy for our weakness. He has mercy for our imperfections. He has mercy for our flaws. And his mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. You see, he has mercy, but you receive it when you come to him in worship and your heart opens in wonder and awe. He bared his arm and showed his strength. He scattered the proud and haughty. He exalted the lowly. So Mary is singing, God shows me his mercy. I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I'm from nowhere, but God shows me his mercy. This is my favorite part. Because mercy is my favorite thing. I know when I confess my sin and I repent of my sin enough, I turn and return to God that he's going to give me mercy. He's going to protect me. And guess who my great protector is? Jesus. He took all the consequence of my sin. He took all the punishment I deserve for my sin. He took everything bad about you, everything wrong with you on himself and he gives you mercy and everything right. He gives you mercy and everything good. That's our Jesus. That's what mercy means to us. God shows me mercy. And she sings on. He has filled me. Filled me with what? Not just food, uh, hungry with good things. He fills me with his Holy Spirit. He fills me with joy. He fills me with peace. He fills me with hope. He fills me with his promises so that when I'm laying in bed at night and I have to get up two hours after going to sleep to go to the bathroom, And then I go back to bed. I put myself to sleep with the promises of God. He gives me peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want promise after promise from God's word. He fills me. She continues to sing. He has helped his servant and remembered to be merciful. And she said, God helps me. God sees me. God shows me mercy. God fills me. God helps me. How does he help you? Here's how he's been helping me. I've prayed this scripture over and over during this season. I can do all things through him who gives me strength, who strengthens me. Romans 8, 28, we know that God is always at work for the good of everyone who loves him. And Ephesians 3:20 Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, uh, your most unbelievable dream, and, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Energizes me. I prayed that today because I used to get energy by greeting you and hugging you and, and saying I love you and telling you how thankful I am for you and shaking your hand. But now I gotta get my energy from God and he is faithful to deliver every time. Let's put all four of Mary's statements up here. Let's say them aloud together. Say them with me. Are you ready? I'll say them, you say them after me. God sees me. God, sees me. God, shows, me mercy. God shows me mercy. God fills me. God helps me. Do you need this? Do you need this? Let me pray over you. Our Father, I think of the scripture that says that you are our helper and you will never leave us nor abandon us, but you will be faithful to us. And we want to thank you right now during this season We're looking for a breakthrough, and this is how breakthrough happens. We keep reminding ourselves of the promises of God. He sees me. He shows me mercy. He fills me. Oh, God, he helps me. In Jesus' name, we thank you, and amen. I love you. Thanks so much for joining us. Just a reminder to stay connected with us throughout the week at centerwire.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for being with us and have a great week.